Now we turn to Hunter College, one of the crown jewels of the City University of New York, where a shocking act of censorship last week has rocked the campus and underscored the intense crackdown on pro-Palestine speech taking place throughout academia. Last Tuesday, Hunter's acting president, Ann Kirshner, canceled the screening of Israelism, a movie made by two young Jewish-American directors about uh, the, the transformative experience of going to Israel and Palestine and encountering the brutality and the repression that Palestinians experience on a daily basis. Uh, that movie was scheduled to be screened at Hunter College last Tuesday. That uh, plan had been set in motion uh, months uh, in advance of the uh, October 7th uh, attacks that set, it, set off the latest round of fighting uh, in Israel and Gaza. And uh, uh, President Kirshner uh, canceled that screening Uh the Hunter College, uh, a faculty member who helped set that all up is Tammy Gold. She is a professor of, uh, uh film and media stundar- studies at Hunter College. She's, uh, been there for over 30 years, a very respected figure there. And, uh, she's going to be joining us in a minute to talk about that incident. We're also going to be talking about the broader implications of that, uh, with, uh, uh, Sander, uh, Shandor John of adjunct faculty member and uh, uh, union activist at Hunter College. And also we'll be talking with uh, PM Campbell. He's a student activist and a journalist for the Athenian, a campus publication at Hunter College, uh, who's been following this story closely as well. Uh, so uh, Tammy Shandor and uh, PM, welcome all of you to the Independent News Hour on WBAI. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Right on. So, Tammy, let's talk with uh, start with you. Uh, can you just, uh, uh, you know, briefly describe what happened last Tuesday uh, as you uh, learned uh, that this film screening was going to be canceled, a uh, cancellation that reverberated all the way into the New York Times uh, last week uh, and mm-hmm. uh, has really shook up the campus? I think we should go back to when it was organized. Okay. Literally organized at the beginning of June, 2023. And that's what's remarkable that we started to plan this so early on. And we went through a lot of different debates. Should it be a panel? Should we have different like scholars on Palestine, Israel? Finally, we came to the decision that no, the filmmaker should be there. I should host the event and started off by asking questions. And at a certain point, we'd get questions from the audience and we'd ask them to write the questions down. And we gave it a lot of thought why we would do that. Anyway, so what we got was an amazing email that went to the filmmakers basically saying, why are you showing this film? Who gave you permission to show this film? So it was this fascinating, um, kind of like they discovered that they were, that people show films at Hunter College and, and this is the administration. And so at first we thought this was funny, you know, one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing and it meant in the administration. By the way, that is not an unusual thing. Um, so the dean met with us. 
through email and basically said he fully supports us. And what he was asked to do, he said he would do, but he thought it was a violation of our academic freedom. Some of the things that were asked were, was it going to be open to the public? Was it just for teaching in a classroom? Was it open to the community at Hunter College? Why would they show this film? Why would they show this film now? I mean, it was the craziest questions. And the dean was really saying, this is going to go away. This is ridiculous. But it only escalated. And then we were told it could not be open to the public. Uh, I never understood what the difference is. If it's open to the Hunter College community, what's the damage by opening it to the New York City community? Anyway, it started to snowball like this. And at every level we were negotiating, I would say, yes, okay, we'll keep it just to the Hunter College community, but we'll really promote it. Then on the morning of the screening at 8.30 in the morning, a phone call comes in from the dean saying it's canceled. It's canceled. Administration, the president said it's canceled. That's it. End of story. The president said it was her decision. No one else's. It was not the provost. It was not the dean. It was her decision. So at that point, Shondor's with, who's with us has been doing organizing of students for years. And you really see the groundwork of what that does when you have this regular organizing of students, constant, it gave us the leverage to organize so much within 40 hours. Shandra, do you want to explain what happened? Sure. Um, Well, there had been a number of protests uh, at Hunter Campus um, with regard to uh, Gaza and also on um, November 7th, there was a speak out against Actually, the title of the speakout was Stop McCarthyite Witch Hunts at CUNY and Other Campuses. And this was partly in reaction to Governor Hochul's launching of a type of probe or investigation, which was quite reminiscent of the notorious Rap Kuder Committee of the early 1940s at City College, which is notorious in the annals of violations of basic democratic rights and academic freedom because it was a witch hunt against uh, leftist professors, staff, and students. And that speakout warned that Hochul's probe was going to inflame and further escalate uh, the sorts of uh, witch hunts uh, that have already begun at CUNY, but are also underway at Columbia, at Brandeis, and many other campuses. So over a 100 people came, including a lot of students, and gave a lot of speeches about the connection between the war, uh, the war on the people of Gaza, um, which uh, is basically a U.S. war. It's a U.S. Uh, and Israel war on the people of Gaza and repression here within the United States. So when um, when Tammy uh, let us know about what had happened with the cancellation of the um, of the film showing, then uh, first of all the union got involved. Our union chapter uh, at Hunter, the chapter of the Professional Staff Congress. Um, and I'm a executive committee member of, of that chapter, although I'm speaking here in an individual capacity. I'm not speaking on behalf of the union, but the chapter got very involved and was completely against this type of censorship. I'm understanding that it's censorship, not only against faculty members, but above all against students. This is directed above all really against student rights and the chapter, um, 
together with student activists from um, the uh, CUNY Internationals Club, the Palestine Solidarity Alliance, and others, uh, rapidly put together a, um, a organizing meeting that evening. And that evening, about 60 people gathered, and um, Tammy had drafted um, uh, a, a, a petition. We had worked on a petition to demand that the administration reverse this cancellation and that it provide adequate space for the showing of the film before the end of the month. Um, so this petition has now gotten almost 800 signatures in just a few days. However, the next day, the faculty senate, uh, the academic senate, had a meeting to discuss routine matters, but the president of Hunter College uh, came to that meeting on Zoom, and uh, she gave a presentation on another matter, and then people uh, spoke up against this, and the head of the film and media department, Kelly Anderson, spoke. Um, the head of our, uh, the chair of our chapter, Jane Gaburi, uh, spoke against this. Uh, the head of the student government spoke against this. A speaker from Palestine Solidarity, uh, the Alliance spoke, and there was about 15 students uh, from the Internationals Club and others holding up signs against McCarthyism uh, and censorship. Let the film be shown. Um, stop McCarthyism on Hunter Co- College uh, campus. And then a resolution was put forward uh, based on the statement from the uh, union chapter uh, denouncing quite forthrightly uh, this act of censorship and this attack on academic freedom and uh, demanding that the administration provide a uh, a adequate space for the film to be shown by the end of November. So the end of November is approaching soon. I just want to say a couple, you know, just other things. I really think that in the annals of campus McCarthyism, this is going to go down in history. This is so out there in terms of the flagrant uh, disregard for basic democratic rights. It is very typical of what happens during wartime. We've got to remember that McCarthyism was uh, part of a general U.S. war drive, um, whenever there's a U.S. war, there's repression on the home front. This repression is coming down from the White House, is coming down from the governor's uh, offices, is coming down from City Hall, and is coming from CUNY Central. Uh, but really, uh, this is something which is in the interest of everybody, um, you know, who is uh, defending the right to protest and to protest this war, to defend academic freedom, uh, to defend above all student rights. Uh, to work together to defeat. And I think that we have uh, quite a good chance of defeating it. Even Penn, uh, Penn International wrote against this. Um, the uh, Chronicle of Higher, uh, I think it was Inside Higher Education, the New York Times, these are, these are hardly uh, radical or leftist uh, militant groups or publications, but they saw the implications of this as a, a full-on assault against uh, basic rights so I think that this this is a fight that large numbers of students uh, throughout CUNY need to get involved in, and labor unionists um, and others, uh, and above all, opponents of this bloody U.S.-Israel war, uh, which literally is uh, uh, a genocidal war against the, the Palestinian people and the people of Gaza. These things are very closely connected. And the last thing I want to say is one thing that we've been uh, highlighting at some of the speakouts with regard to the war is the need for labor action to block the arms shipments uh, of uh, weapons uh, for this war. And that is exactly the type of thing 
that um, the uh, powers that be, also known as the ruling class, wants to censor and gag. That's why, for example, at the Department of Education, they issued a, a horrible order, a gag order on teachers, forbidding teachers and staff uh, at New York City public schools to talk about Gaza or Palestine, even on their own time at work, but not only that, explicitly telling them that if they say or do anything on this issue on their own time, not at work, they are also subject to potential reprisals. This is another giant step uh, of McCarthyism uh, that is very closely connected to what we're talking about at Hunter College. Right. And, uh, Thank before you. we go to uh, Shandor, uh, before we go to uh, uh, PM Campbell, um, I just want to uh, ask you if you want to uh, succinctly uh, describe uh, what you mean by McCarthyism for any of our uh, younger listeners or anybody else who's sure. wondering what that term uh, refers to. Sure. Um, well, I'm part of a, a group uh, in various unions called Class Struggle Education Workers, and uh, we put out a publication called Marxism in Education. We've written about this a lot. Um, and I guess it's okay for me to say that personally, uh, my family was targeted by McCarthyism um, during the Cold War. McCarthyism is a broad term today used to describe um, the kind of censorship um, banning uh, witch hunts, smears against those who are are or are perceived to be uh, usually leftist critics or opponents or organizers against the um, status quo of uh, capitalist you know, society in the United States. So McCarthyism was a, a huge campaign to blacklist, in other words, put on lists of people who are not supposed to be hired, who are supposed to be run out of their jobs. Um, on the universities, it wreaked havoc. Uh, professors were uh, required to sign something called loyalty oaths in order to not lose their jobs. If you used a word like imperialism in a class, God forbid, uh, we all know there's no such thing as imperialism, of course. Uh, Only exporting democracy. Right. Uh, then the FBI would quickly be informed. Um, you know, the FBI used to come to our house when I was uh, little, uh, once every two weeks, and threatened to deport uh, my mother, um, who was a Holocaust survivor and a stateless person, if uh, my parents didn't name names. So part of McCarthyism was trying to for, force leftists to think on others. Um, and when they refused, you know, they would be fired or threatened with deportation. Um, yeah, so McCarthyism is right. is uh, on the march once again, and we're determined to stop it. Right. So, right, the McCarthyism, its heyday was in the late 40s and early 50s, but the legacy lives on in, in this a sort of paranoid style of politics that, um, we're seeing again. Uh, I want to bring in uh, P.M. Campbell, a student activist and journalist uh, at Hunter College, writes for the Athenian. Uh, uh, P.M., can you describe uh, how this uh, act of censorship has been received by the students at Hunter, and if they're more aware of the movie now that, than before the censors uh, took action? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So when you're looking at, like, the protests, on November 17th, last week, when Professor Gold announced to the, the demonstrators that the film was canceled, that announcement was met with boos and cries of shame and screaming. And not at Professor Gold, but rather at the president's, you know, actions. And the special thing about Professor Gold bringing this to the students at, at a protest, that it was not 
no longer film majors, right? No longer just film majors. No, no longer just media majors like me, right? But now it was protesters, you know? Now it was people passing by, coming out of the subway. Now it was, you know, union organizers who were interested, grad students who were interested. You know, at that protest, you know, even on the flyer uh, by PSA, Palestinian Solidarity Alliance, you know, that, that event included the Bengali Student Association, Pakistani Student Organization, Southwest Asian, North African Association, Muslim students. So, you know, and internationalists, young democratic socialists, we could go on, right? So this brought in the multiplicity of the, you know, the Hunter College, you know, even people who are not like me, who are not interested in quote unquote politics, you know, this really brought in the whole of, you know, the Hunter community. And like, you know, Professor Gold said in, in the article that I released with the Athenian, you know, she said, I think they've made something much larger than them. This is a big mess for the, you know, Hunter president. Right. And, um, can you also just talk about, uh, sort of, well, actually in a minute, I'm going to ask you to, uh, talk about the, the sort of the campaign of harassment and intimidation, uh, that students are experiencing at Hunter College around, uh, the, their position on the war and, and Palestinian rights. But I want to go to a clip here in a, in, in a moment, uh, of a student at Columbia University, uh, speaking out about their experiences, uh, uh on Friday, uh, of, uh, harassment and in, uh, intimidation and really abandonment by their university uh, leadership. Members of SJP and JDP have remained masked and anonymous since we first started speaking out because we have been terrified for our safety. Yeah. What kind of McCarthyite hellscape are we living in on this campus? I have often found myself too scared to even go to class or to even reach out for help from the university because it has enabled this. Okay, that was a Palestinian student at Columbia University speaking about the out on Friday about the repression she and other students there are experiencing. Uh, PM, can you talk about uh, the doxing and harassment that you're seeing at Hunter and the impact it's having there? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, you know, to go back to the, the protest from last week, right? This was the first time that at least I had seen the accuracy in media truck doxing our our professors, CUNY professors, as quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, CUNY's biggest anti-Semites, right? Professors that I have had, professors that I've had the honor of meeting and, and knowing, uh, to also talk about censorship in the way that, excuse me, and in the way that we see with students speaking out intentionally, right? The board of trustees meeting, uh, last month's board of trustees meeting was moved to Zoom the morning of. And then speakers could only enter the room three minutes before they were supposed to speak. That means for journalists like me, <laughs> I could not, you know, report on what people were saying, right? So these these subtle ways to to silence uh, students' voices, right? Student voices which may not be directed at the administration. Surely I wasn't going to speak to the board of trustees. I was going there to speak to the, the members of my student body who went also to that to that meeting. But also to think of censorship in 
somewhat of a broader way, right? About what's not spoken about, what we simply do not, you know, turn an eye to, right? I have some, you know, friends who found really big issue with one of, I think the, the statements coming out of CUNY saying that all of the protests have, we're very happy that all of the protests has been peaceful, you know, with little mention of how a New York City, uh, councilwoman bought a firearm to the protests, you know, that, that, is that was in a Vernikoff, uh, at Brooklyn College at a protest in October, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, to think about not only what we stop from being said or stop from being screamed in our case, but also what we, what we don't speak on with our platforms. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the clip that you played because as a journalist who's, you know, written multiple articles on these, this article that just came out last week was the first time that everyone agreed to be on the record, have their names noted previously. Mm. Previously and understandably, professors and students have asked me, can I stay anonymous because I fear for my safety? You know, when playing a video, when I shared a video of a really great speech on my Instagram, my my friend and colleague reached out to me saying, would you please take it down? I do not want to be attacked. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at the issue of censorship, but also the idea with the issue of safety. You know, more people would be okay with being you know, on the record and have their names out there if they did not feel like they would be slandered or, or libeled in this case or, or attacked, you know. And that's something that Hunter's going to have to work on a lot and something I'm really happy that people, students, professors, and, uh, you know, everyone in the Hunter community are becoming more comfortable about lifting their voices without shame. Mm-hmm. Right. And a uh, final question here before we have to go uh, for Professor Tammy Gold. In a nutshell, what do you think, uh, the admin, not only the administration, but the critics of your film, or not your film, but the critics of the film, uh, Israelism, what are they so scared of? What do they not want people to see here? I don't think the majority of people have seen the film. At the Senate meeting, the president said, I've never seen the film. So it's a campaign. The campaign is to shut down the screening of the film and to shut down all critiquing of Israel. This is a film and they're afraid of it. The, the apex of the world, the, um, Zionists of the world, because it's two young Jewish Americans really framing the issue of Israel and Palestine with the focus of reaching young or Jewish people in general. So that's a very powerful discourse, a discussion, and it doesn't have rhetoric in it. It's really trying to struggle with what this all means. What does it mean to be Israeli, to be an American Jew? How does one really shape the questions of Judaism with Zionism? And there's wonderful people in the film. There's Cornell West. There's people way beyond the specificity of this, of this struggle. And it's very powerful, the film, because it has this focus on one thing, but then it branches out. And 
I guess one of the reasons why one thinks they're putting a stop to the visibility of the film, I think they want to put a stop to any question that is critical of Israel, and they use all slander against it. One thing is self-hating Jew. You know, I get that a lot. Um, you know, there's, I'm not going to say the names of the platform, but for years there have been platforms where academics have been listed as self-hating Jews. The worst thing is a united Jewish front of all the different ethnicities, because Jews are brown, white, black, all the Jewish people to stand up and say, I oppose Zionism, yet, and I am Jewish. That Judaism and Zionism are two separate things. And that's what the film is saying. And it, and as far as the Zionists go, they've got to shut it up. So, I mean, we have, I don't think I sent anyone here. I did get a document where it says, it's a email and it came to me and I can't give the resources or the names, but I did get it. And it says in it, Oh my God, we shut down another film screening. Yay. We got 5,000 emails to the, uh, Hunter College, a dean of diversity. And we did it. Congratulations. And this is a campaign, John. We're talking about a well financed campaign to promote Zionism and to silence every critique of it. Well, that's what this is. Yeah, we'll we'll have to leave it there. But it, 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 from what uh, PM was telling us, if when it when you all get the chance to show that uh, movie on your campus, I think you're going to have a bigger crowd than you started with. Okay, mm-hmm. at six thirty tonight, just a little thing: the president of Hunter College, in maybe one hour from now, is meeting with the filmmakers. Nice. All right, we count on you. You keeping us updated about that uh, here at the Independent, uh, Tammy Gold. Shandor John and PM Campbell, thank you all for joining us uh, for today's show. Thank you. Thank you very much.